What is the greatest series ever written? The Old Testament. Good morning, kings and queens and princesses and also prince. It is the day that the Lord has made and let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we're continuing with our Fruit of the Spirit series, we're on the eighth fruit, which is self-control. As we look at self-control, let us think about the topic, getting our affairs in order so that we can complete our journey. Again, as we're looking at self-control, the eighth fruit of the spirit let us think on getting our affairs in order so that we can complete our journey the scripture that i'm reading is coming from the book the voice translation it is philippians chapter 1 verse 6 and it reads i am confident that the creator who has begun such a great work among you will not stop in mid-design, but will keep perfecting you until the day Jesus, the anointed, our liberating king, returns to redeem the world. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. As we reflect, let us think about this. We're in discombobulation. That is, you're a lot you, we'll have our days when we are stunned or we're in a bewildered type condition we're in a befufflement we're in a will be wilderness we're in a daze we're in a state of fog we are muddled we're mystified perplexed puzzled um and in trance some days it is like our mind fluctuates from calmness to depression for no apparent reason. There are days when we're happy and we're sad in the same sentence for no reason. Weighed up and down all around, just life up and down all around. Trying to enjoy something but even that is short-lived. Relationships seem to get harder to jail, and there is little sincerity when we meet people. Family, for the most, have become more and more maladaptive. That's another fancy clinical term for saying your family has a lot of stuff. Jesus has come to and he's taken back the keys from hell. So look to him on this day and forward, which is our help. Our journey begins and ends with Jesus before we came unto the world. The world did tamper with our total being. For many they hate God that hate God just know that God has you too. It's a part of Satan's plan. The heavenly warrior defeats the beast, that is, our beast, that's causing our okie-doke or our ruin. This is because we're not working our purpose and we're off track. 
the world says that we're successful if we have a beautiful home, a loving and attractive spouse, 2.5 children, meaning that you have two children and there's one in the oven. And then a whole host of other things that have absolutely nothing to do with our success as a believer of Christ. Because it cannot be judged by man. What the world sees is one way. God sees another way and is greater. Since God is our creator, the world cannot judge the creator and any aspects of the creator. Our being is finite, but God, on the other hand, is infinite. Just a few words of what we think about God is a few and a minute of space and time in hopes that we have things correct. But without the triune God, we're driving a car without wheels and an engine. So, you don't have to to know what you think and you don't have to know what you know when it's concerned pertaining to the world because we need to think on God in today's time thinking back to 1979 when I went off to college one of my professors told us all in the class and this was a 500 class um, to turn to the left turn to the right one of you will not be here by the end of the quarter we have to know God is constant God is the real thing God will be with us even when we feel empty when we feel isolated when we feel abandoned and no one cares when we are left alone we aren't alone, but the world wants us to believe that we are, but we're not alone. God is right there. In all of our seasons, God is there. The world would do spot checks on us. That is, they're in and out. But God doesn't have to do spot checks because he's right there all alone. He is faithful until completion. Are we? Most of us abandon all about us before we even get going with a project or maybe after step one, two, or three. If you make a list of things to do, will we complete our list? Did you make a list so that you can keep track, have a record to track, or just to remind yourself of your commitments in yourself? We should always be on a progressive journey. We die daily is our, di is our daily spiritual journey of reflection. Jesus has never, ever left us. We've abandoned, we've abandoned ourselves, but not the triune God has abandoned us. It really isn't over until Jesus returns to redeem uh, the world. In the meantime, put up your own cross, those things that cause you struggle, and keep it moving onward with the hope of coming out, coming over, going through, and going under the bridges of troubled waters. So what to the things 
of the world. We've got to stop falling for the same okie doke. In the passage of scripture that I read earlier in Philippians, Paul is encouraging the Philippians by telling them how much he prays. He prays for them and is now telling them of his confidence in not only their perseverance, but in their sanctification. This verse speaks to the process by which we are made like Christ. While the final touches will be put to an end of time, we are not to wait around unchanged. Seeing Christ as the end goal, and that should be our goal, seeing Christ as the end goal, the faithful Christian will seek to, to grow in godliness until the day he or she dies or Jesus returns. The absolute good news is that God is the one who saves us by his great mercy. And because of his great love for us, because of him, we are born again and made into a new creation. He will not leave us nor on our own, but has a plan to sanctify us. That's the plan to sanctify us. That is, God will make us holy and will do in our flesh what we have what he has done in our spirit for those god foreknew he also predestined to be conformed in the image of his son that he might be firstborn among many brothers and sisters and those he predestined he also called and those he called he also justified and those he justified, he also glorified. Breaking down the key parts of Philippians 1 verse 6 of our passage, let us look at it this way. When it says being confident in this, just know that Paul not only has the assurance of his own salvation, but also of theirs. He has seen the Philippians church in action and believes them to be the real deal. Furthermore, it is not by their own strength and will that they will run the race to the end, but by the will and the goodness of God. Paul is confident because he trusts in God. Number two, as we're looking at this passage that says that he who began a good work in you, just know that God started this and he will finish it. God called them. God has given them his spirit as a deposit. He, we find eternal security in the fact that it was God who saved us when we would not save ourselves or we could not save ourselves it was god who loved us and sent his only son to die for us when we had no love in us and then number three as we look at this scripture and the part of the scripture that says we'll carry it on to completion what that's saying is that if we are saved 
then they are saved to grow. God doesn't save anyone and then not turn them into the likeness of his son in one way or another. If you if you consider yourself a Christian but have no real desire to change, duh. Well, and become like Christ, go and cry out to God. You either need to be genuinely saved or you need him to lift whatever deception from your eyes that makes you think anything other than to live is Christ. And remember number four. As we look at this passage that says this part until the day of Jesus Christ. This will go on but not indefinitely. Jesus will return and in a moment in the twinkling of an eye we shall be changed. If you have not put your faith in him for salvation, we need to call out to him and just repent. If you have, participate in your training in godliness. If you belong to God, then you will desire to grow. God is a progressive God. The world is an oppressive world. God is stable. The world is unstable. God is a way maker. The world is a way breaker. God is optimistic. The world is pessimistic. God is available. The world is absolutely 100% grade A unavailable. And this is very important. That is to fully understand our struggle and journey. We must must, must, must understand the reign of Jesus as the scripture entails in Revelations 20. Please read this for yourself. And here's the real on this. The second coming of Jesus Christ is the hope of believers that God is in control of all things and is faithful to the promises and faithful to the prophecies in his word. In his first coming, Jesus Christ came to the earth as a baby in a manger in Bethlehem. Remember the story? Just as prophesied. Jesus fulfilled many other prophecies of the Messiah during his birth, life, ministry, death, and resurrection. However, there are some prophecies regarding the Messiah that Jesus has not yet fulfilled. The second coming of Christ will be the return of Christ to fulfill these remaining prophecies. In his first coming, Jesus was the suffering servant. In his second coming, Jesus will be the conquering king. In his first coming, Jesus arrived in the most humble of circumstances. In Jesus' second coming, Jesus will arrive with the armies of heaven at his side. 
the Old Testament prophets did not make clearly this distinction between the two comings. This can be seen in Isaiah and in Zechariah. As a result of the prophecies seeming to speak of two individuals, many Jewish scholars there believed there would be both suffering Messiah and a conquering Messiah. What they fail to understand is that there is only one Messiah and he would fulfill both roles. Jesus fulfilled the role of the suffering servant and in his second coming, Jesus will fulfill the role of Isaiah, I mean Israel's deliverer and king in his second coming. Zechariah and Revelation both describe the second coming. You need to look back to Jesus being pierced. Israel and the whole world will mourn for not having accepted the Messiah the first time he came. After Jesus ascended into heaven, the angels declared to the apostles, men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has taken you from you it you from I'm saying this wrong. This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And you can reference that with Acts chapter 1 verse 11. Zechariah identifies the location of the second coming as the Mount of Olives. Matthew 24 verse 30 declares at that time the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Don't forget Titus in chapter 2 verse 13 describes the second coming as a glorious appearing. Now the second coming is spoken of in great that we're speaking of it goes into great details if we just turn to Revelations chapter 19 verse 11 through 16 and i'm just going to read a small portion of it and you can go back in your private time and just go through that whole passage of scriptures and exegete it and marinate on it for yourself i saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true with justice he judges and makes war his eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns he has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself he is dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of god the armies of the heaven were following him. 
riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a, so a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Again, the heavenly warrior defeats the beast, that is, our beast that we're struggling with all the time, the up and downs and all around, that's causing our okie dokes and our ruin. The heavenly warrior defeats the beast. Selah, have a blessed and wonderful day in the Lord. Remember to love yourself, love others, forgive yourself and forgive others. Always believe in hope and in love.